Welcome to the Ideal Investor Show. This is the podcast where we help you challenge your mindset and discover where you are. Tired of stories about other people's success? We can help you change your life, determine your time freedom point and join us on the journey to financial success. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Ideal Investor Show, where we continue our series of the Odyssey of Investing, where I'm telling you a little bit out of my own experience on how I continuously look to expand my views, my understanding, my knowledge about the investing that we do in value assets and residential real estate to build a portfolio of assets that generate passive income, get us to the time freedom point where we no longer are dependent on work and income otherwise and can live basically of the performance of our uh, assets, but more importantly, have generational wealth where beyond the time freedom point, the amount of money we're getting from passive income keeps increasing. And when we finally go over the rainbow bridge, we can turn over that portfolio that we have built in our lifetime to the next generation and they will benefit and their value and their passive income will continue to grow. And you can go back in some of the previous episodes and find out why is that and why are value assets per performing that way and how do we actually make it through any kinds of storms that might come along the journey and use value assets to protect ourselves, our family and the future generations. So today I want to talk to you about the social responsibility aspect of our investing approach. Most of the time, when people talk about investing money. And it doesn't really matter that much if they're investing in stocks or in bonds or in real estate or in collectibles like, you know, pictures or NFTs or in crypto or so forth. The first thing that we hear about, read about, see, come to our minds is how can I use a certain amount of money and increase through my investments that amount of money to some higher number? So if you start with $100, you want to see if you can make it into 100, 150, 200, 300, and you can just add zeros. If you buy an investment property for $100,000, how can you make it to become 120, 150, 180? Or if you buy gold coins and you pay initially $1,500 for an ounce gold coin, and how can it become 1800 and 2500 over time? And part of it, if you think about it, how the number increases is through inflation, right? Because it takes more of these little colorful pieces of paper and the numbers printed on them to get the same thing, which means the value of each one of those little papers goes down. So you need more to buy the same thing, especially if it's a thing with value like real estate or gold coins or stuff like that. So that's the fundamental thing that most people think about and comes to mind when talking about investing. But what I want to focus on in our particular approach with using real estate as a major area of what we're investing in, especially residential real estate, value assets, high-performing residences, that's the social component. And I believe, especially in this day and age where we are in an environment with high mortgage interest rates and with significantly increased value of the properties, the social aspect is actually increasing. Just to remind you, if you think about it, 
the real estate prices for residential, like for single-family houses, duplexes, triplexes, and stuff like that, between, let's say, 2017 and 2023 has gone up dramatically. Now, this is an audio session, so I can't really show you a picture about it. But if you go on Google and you say uh, um, single-family home price increase 2017 to 2023 or something like that, I wouldn't be surprised if you see like a 50 plus percent increase. Now, for those who owned properties in 2017 and they still have them, that is awesome, right? Because it's typically more in value increase than prices in general have increased. I would say in the same period of time, prices have probably increased 30%. Your value of your property has increased 50 or more percent, so you're actually ahead of the game. But if you think about somebody who was in college in 2017 or was just starting out at work and they were living in an apartment and now in 2022, 3, 4 and going forward, they get finally to the point where they say, I want to get my own property. Well, that has gotten much, much, much harder for two reasons. The first one is obviously if the assets, the same asset, those houses that they would potentially want to buy to live in have increased in value, in price by 50 plus percent, then that means they would have to make that much more money on the one hand to be able to afford the house, but even more importantly, to even be eligible to get a mortgage. Right, Because the criteria to get a mortgage from a bank or for any other lender haven't really changed. But the price has increased so much that obviously the amount, the height, the value of the mortgage you need has gotten much higher, which also means the monthly payment to pay back that mortgage has gotten much higher. Now, if you compare 2017 numbers, you would have looked at mortgage interest rates somewhere in the area of 3, 4, maybe at the highest 5%. But when you look now, just recently we have seen the first few times where mortgages have gone above 8%. So if you take the extreme ends of that, you could have had somebody who could get a mortgage on a house that is half the price. Let's say you had a $200,000 house in 2017, that is now a $300,000 house, 50% higher price, and you were able to get it for like 4% interest mortgage versus now 8% interest mortgage, which is double. Which means for all intents and purposes, if you run a calculator, you will see the monthly payment is more than double. But you have probably not doubled your income. And that's the problem. And that means most people that used to be able to get a mortgage and buy a house cannot do it anymore these days. Now, why and how does that apply to us as investors? It applies because we are gaining in social responsibility, at least in my view. And I want you to be a socially responsible investor. And what that means is to have an awareness, not just to look at, is the value of our properties increasing? Can we increase the rent? Can we have as efficient as possible the, um, all the management and all the things organized so that we can maximize the outcome, what we get out of our investment? That's all important. And that is all the traditional part that we look at when we think about investing. But the socially responsible aspect is that there's a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger number of people 
who have at least currently no opportunity to become homeowners. And so with that in mind, by us providing them nicely renovated or new-built properties for a fair rent, we are doing a social service. And I don't mean that as welfare. I mean that in the context of saying, do we really need to maximize the highest possible rent? So if a certain area says, okay, for this kind of house, you could get up to $1,600 and you paid $140,000 for this house. Do we really need to do this? Or can we say, okay, I have the opportunity to give somebody 14, the house for $1,450, so $150 less, knowing over time we will get those $1,600 and beyond as years go on. But right now we would allow somebody to live, yes, admittedly for rent, in a nice house that has recently been renovated, has a nice garden, can f raise their family, and in our day and age with more work from home, maybe not even having to commute. So that's the social responsibility aspect of our investments. We are not just making the investment like in a stock where we're hoping that the people who run the company run it well so that others who say they run it well increase their perspective of the value so ultimately the stock price hopefully goes up and we have no say in that at all. No, in our residential real estate investing, we have the say, we have the control, we tell our property management how much to charge in rent how to look for people who appreciate that we are making this effort and not just charging the highest possible rent and thereby allowing people to live in a nice residence. And I'm working with our team on an approach where we want to even allow more people that may have had some issues with their credit ratings or their credit score or stuff like that to get into housing and home ownership. So if any of that socially responsible aspect that helping into home ownership that looking at investing not just purely from how can i maximize the profit but how can i do it where both we as investors and those who actually live in our properties benefit then i would like to invite you to go to idealinvestorshow.com hit the button there and set up a call and see if those thoughts those philosophies those approaches vibrate and, and jive with what you are looking for and maybe you want to join our movement and our community either for the mentoring program or for investing or for any of the other things that we are offering so i want you to take action go to the side hit the button set up a call and let's talk so that's it for today be well stay safe